We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome into another BuzzBeat, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. This is Richie, and we've got a great episode lined up for you today. I got the chance to talk to Charlotte's big PJ Washington. Washington is having a very under-the-radar year for Charlotte. He's changed his shot profile up a bit this season, but he's improved his efficiency from almost anywhere on the court, maybe minus the corners, and we get to that a little bit on this call. I made a mention at the very beginning of the season that PJ is this swing piece for this Charlotte team, and if he has successful games and stretches, the team will also follow suit. We've seen that be the case if you take a look at some of his individual on-off numbers. When we talk about guys that have played 1,000-plus minutes for this team, he's right behind Miles Bridges in terms of team point differential when he's on the court versus off the court. So let's go ahead and jump into this conversation as we get into his individual defense, his pairing with Miles Bridges, what this team needs to do to finish strong, and much, much more. Blue Wire. In the 1991 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Larry Johnson from University I'm not supposed of to be here, man. A lot of people from where I'm from, so don't, don't make it. Charlotte, we're back. All right, I'm now bringing on third-year forward for the Charlotte Hornets, P.J. Washington. P.J., thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, and how's everything going with you? Uh, I'm doing good. appreciate you for having me on the show. Um, I'm excited, to, uh, obviously, to be here in Charlotte and be on my third year and just be able to contribute like I can to the team. Yeah, I wanted to start by asking you a question about your defense. You've always been a plus defender, even though you've often played as that undersized Six seven six eight uh, center, but this season and more so recently, it feels like you're relishing the opportunity to guard multiple positions. You're getting down in your stance. You're doing a good job of cutting off dribble drives. What have you noticed about yourself when it comes to that end of the court and some of the improvements that you've been seeing? Uh, for me, it's um, confidence and just having a mentality of not letting anybody score me on one in a one on one situation. I feel like um, I've really set my game up in that in that aspect this season. For me, it's just about not letting, like I said, anybody for me. So uh, whether that's getting low, um, depending on who you're guarding, knowing what they want to do, and uh, just being physical on that end and trying to, trying to bring some uh, defense to our team. Now, I know players always say they don't 
care where they play. They just want to, you know, be out there on the court and making an impact. But is there some advantage for you playing the four over the five on the defensive side? Like, does it allow you to do some things that maybe you couldn't or wouldn't be able to do normally if you were playing the small ball center? Um, I just think I'm, I'm guarding smaller players. Um, when I play in the five, I'm usually guarding uh, the other team's biggest guy. So it's a lot tougher down in the post. But when I'm playing the four, I'm guarding a lot of smaller guys, being able to switch pick and rolls, being able to check uh, point guards, pretty much everybody on the court. So at the four, it's just a lot. I'll say it's a lot harder guarding, honestly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as a team, you guys kind of started off fairly bad on on defense. In the first three months of the season, you guys were a bottom five defensive team. Since February 1st, you guys have had a top 10 defense. Like, What what do you think has been the biggest factor or turnaround for getting that defense cleaned up? Has it been strictly just like an effort and communication thing? Has there been anything different schematically that Borrego has been preaching? Like, If you had to pinpoint it, what's what's the cause for this turnaround on defense? I think it's both. I mean, I think it's effort and uh, mentality. And I think also Coach Rego's done a good job of emphasizing that in our practices. Um, we obviously know that's one of the things we uh, were really bad in at the beginning of the season. But um, towards playoff time, and obviously for us to reach our goal and making the playoffs and making some noise in the playoffs, we have to guard teams. So if we don't guard anybody, we, we're going to lose every game. So for us, it's just being able to guard teams' best players and just give ourselves a shot. Yeah, because you guys are obviously a great offensive team, and if you guys can get the defense cleaned up, I think that uh, you guys 
put yourself in a good position to make a run here uh, towards the end of the season. Now, switching it over to the offensive side of the court, we've seen more three-point attempts from you this season, and we've also seen a shift where you're getting those looks from. I'm sure you're aware that you've seen less time in the corners this year and you're getting more looks at the top of the key. Is that just because you're finding yourself in those spots more, like trailing as a big, and that just happens to be your role, or is there something more to it? I think um, definitely uh, we play a lot of five out, and when I'm at the at the five at the center position, I think I get a lot of tri- a lot more trail threes. So I'm not really in the corners a lot when I'm when I'm playing the five. So that's where most of my threes come from. I think for me it's just an adjustment, it's just being able to knock down shots from anywhere on the court. So um, obviously in my, in my first few years, I was in, in the corners a lot, shooting a lot more threes there. So for me, it's just like I said, being able to shoot anywhere on the floor. I know you've admitted this before, but one of your goals has been to be a better finisher at the rim. This year, it might not be where you want it to be, but you've definitely improved. You're shooting 68% within four feet of the hoop. How much of like the finishing at the rim is a mental thing versus like a physical thing? And are you able to practice you know, finishing at the rim as much as you would like? I think it's definitely a, a mental thing for me because I feel like I have the athletic ability to finish at the rim. Um, and I've been touching everything. So, for me, it's just being able to mentally, uh, you know what I'm saying, just slow down my mind and just go in there and just be confident going up uh, each and every time I do go in there. So, for me, I feel like I've done a, a lot better job this year. Um, obviously, there's still room for improvement, and I'm just excited my numbers are going up and uh, they're starting to fall around the rim. Another question I wanted to ask you about is your relationship with Miles Bridges, because when you were drafted a year later, there was plenty of conversation about whether you two could coexist on the court. If your games were just too similar that you could, you had to almost separate your time, like stagger. What do you think about mm-hmm. the pairing with you and Miles and how you guys can benefit and complement each other and feed off of each other when you're out on the court together? I think me and Miles together are great. I mean, it's definitely hard for other teams to guard us. Um, we're both great defenders. We can both guard on the perimeter. We can both guard inside. So, and we're both athletic enough to, I'm saying, block shots, rebound, pass the ball. We can all, we both can pretty much do anything on the floor. So, just having two guys out there like that, I think is, is great for our team. And um, I love playing on my. I mean, you can do like I said, anything on the court. He dunks on people, shoots threes. <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm saying he passes the ball. So he's just a great player. And obviously, he's. I feel like he should have been an all-star this year. So uh, he's definitely improved, and um, I'm excited to obviously be here with him. Now, is he the best in-game dunker in the NBA? 100%, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about this last push for the play-in slash playoffs. You guys have less than 20 games left, which is kind of crazy to think about how quickly this season has gone by. But like, what is the top focal point for you guys to make sure that you finish maybe seventh or eighth compared to maybe 10th or ninth, you know, what, what is it that one thing that if you do this well, you'll probably put yourself in a good position. Yeah. Defensive rebounding. <laughs> and also, uh, I think we can't overlook anybody. We have to look at every game as it's the last game of the season. And it's, you know what I'm saying? We need that game. So for us, I feel like we've been doing a great job since all-star break of locking in and, um, focusing on everybody we're playing. So, we got to keep that up and just defensive rebound and late game situations and close our games. So we'll be fine. All right. Got a couple more questions for you. What have the, uh, the newcomers Montrez and Isaiah Thomas brought to this team on the court, but also off the court? Obviously on the court, they're both great players. Uh, I see is obviously, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's a bucket getter. He's a leader. Um, Montrez, he's just a monster in the paint. He's a leader for us as well. 
and they've both been very vocal for us. Um, I honestly love having both of them here. I wish um, IT had been here all season. So, um, and Montrez as well. So, just having both of them here, uh, they definitely shift our coaching and change our mentality and um, push us to be better each and every day. And, you know, as they're helping you push for the playoffs, like what would it mean for this team to actually make it past the play-in, actually get some real playoff experience in a series? What does that do for you and how excited are you to potentially, you know, play a team four times, five times, six times or more uh, in a series? It's going to be great for us. Um, I feel like we're a scary team in the East. I don't feel like a lot of teams want to play us in the playoffs, so. If we do get the opportunity to go in there and make some noise, I feel like everybody in the city of Charlotte is is, is ready for that. Obviously, um, our team, we feel like we're ready for that, and we just want to go and show what we can do. Um, we feel like, you know what I'm saying, we feel like um, when we play our best basketball, there's not a lot of teams that can beat us in a seven-game series. All right, let me get you out of here on this last question. I've got a three-year-old, so I can relate a little bit, just maybe not at, at the age of 23, uh, but how's uh, how's fatherhood treating you? Man, it's great. I still can't believe how much my son is, is growing and changing each and every day. Uh, he just turned 10 months two days ago, so um, he's, he's crawling now. He's trying to stand up, trying to get walking. Uh, he's pretty much trying to eat everything <laughs> everything I eat. So it's just, I mean, he's just a ball of joy and brings me happiness, and I just love having him here. Yeah, time, time flies. And I know it's kind of hard for me to say that even though I have like a three-year-old, but like cherish each moment. If you ever need any TV recommendations when he gets older, my son is really big into Daniel Tiger and Arthur right now. Okay. Like, Yeah, th- th- those two are the ones that he goes oh, yeah, to. My, oh, I forgot to tell you, my son watches Mind King. He'll watch it 25 times a day and laugh every single time. And he just loves watching Mind King. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, PJ. Like I said, I've actually had your dad on the podcast before, so it's nice to have you come on and talk some Hornets, and, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.